Hey, everybody. Thanks for staying with us into our guest segment. My name is Dave Hodges, and you're listening to The Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we have a terrific guest, uh, an old familiar guest, but a terrific guest nonetheless. He's really got his finger on the pulse of so many things that are going on. And I'll tell you, you need to go to Mike Adams' websites, uh, naturalnews.com and newstarget.com. Don't do it now. Wait till after the show. But, man, it's just like, it's like walking into the Library of Congress. I must have spent an hour and a half on there this morning, very early morning hours, just saying, wow, wow, and wow again. Anyway, before we go to Mike, I need to pay some bills. We got to keep the lights on here. So first of all, let me just share this with you, ladies and gentlemen. We are brought to you by the best durable food company in the world. And with the way the food crunch is coming, listen to me. You're not going to be able to get bacon much longer. You're not going to be able to get eggs much longer, much to the detriment of money in my breakfast. And you're not going to be able to get meat. And then it's just going to get worse from there because food is a weapon. There's no reason they're not putting the National Guard in the meat packing plants, but they're choosing not to for whatever reason. That's creating artificial food shortages. And we're not getting reinforced in this country except by countries like Zambia that send really bad meat, like mad cow disease meat. Be careful, ladies and gentlemen. So you need storable food. Now, today when you're driving by your store, stop in and get it. But you need variety because research says you'll habituate to the same food over and over and over. And our food, MPS, has great variety. It tastes great and has 25-year shelf life. And there hasn't been a price increase since before COVID. So... These people are really, really good. They've cut their delivery times by 30%. So no longer are you going to have the long lines waiting for your product. But you got to do this. Let, let me tell you, from the bottom of my heart, I'm telling you, you need to do this. And if you don't get the food from us, get it from somewhere. And if you have food, you better get water. And water filtration could become a problem. And we have the Aquapure Pro Water Filter. The research at the site waterwithdave.com says this is the best in the business. Check it out and then also look at what they're doing. 40% off. So you got the food, preparewithdave.com. You got the water, waterwithdave.com. And we got Mike Adams, kind of a .com with natural news and news target. And we are going to probably be all over the map because there's too many things to cover. Mike, welcome to the show. You know, let me tell you, I did a show last night with Paul Martin. And it was entitled, This Ain't the America I Grew Up In. I mean, did you ever think you would see conditions like we see now? No, and, and by the way, thank you for inviting me on, on your show. Our no, pleasure. We're, we're looking at an upside-down world. This is insane. The uh, n Not just the pandemic and and the um, the response to it and the fact that they built it in China and that it was funded in part by Obama's NIH and that Dr. Fauci, the guy influencing Trump in the White House, is the same guy who funneled money to the death science industry that builds weapons to destroy uh, humanity. I mean, th these are all insane things, but... We're also looking at economic insanity, and I think one of the biggest stories right now, and this is affecting us big time, you know, at our health ranger store, we have a, a warehouse and a manufacturing operation. We've lost one third of our temporary workers now because they've all quit so they can collect the uh, unemployment benefits from the federal government. And the Wall Street Journal just did a big story all across the country people are making more money by quitting their jobs and then receiving unemployment benefits from the government. Mm -hmm. They're making $15 an hour <laughs> for doing nothing, for sitting at home. And, and understand that they're quitting and still getting the benefits. You know, you're, normally you, you're not supposed to get unemployment if you quit. But they're exactly. doing this. And there's no policing of this by the federal government. Everybody's just getting a bailout check, even dead people, as you know. And 
the question is, how on earth are we supposed to restart the economy? You know, we're hiring. Other small businesses are hiring. Restaurants are open again in Texas, and movie theaters and food plants all over the country are trying to reopen. Nobody wants to work. So how is anything going to get done? What kind of economic plan is this? And then senators, I learned today, senators are about to pass or they're trying to pass a new law that would extend these benefits indefinitely. So I call it the zombie economy. Are these Democratic senators? Uh, yeah, of course. I would have, yeah. 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 Sorry for asking the stupid question, but that's what popped into my mind. Right. Uh, so basically we have, a, uh, we have a universal basic income now under the Trump administration trying to be expanded by Democrats where people are paid not to work. Now, obviously, anybody who understands the basics of economics knows that this cannot function. This will lead to the end of capitalism, the end of the economy. I mean, total collapse if this isn't reversed. Obviously, somebody somewhere has to uh, start working. <laughs> you know, otherwise, there will be no food, no deliveries, no UPS workers, no nobody loading boxes into trucks. I mean, nothing. Mike, the first subject I taught at the undergraduate level was um, sociology. And as you go through and learn about the isms, um, I learned about Fabian socialism in detail for the first time when I started that endeavor. And Fabian socialism is based on the ideas of 19th century Herbert Spencer, who said that if you don't put more into your society than you take out, then we should do away with you. And if that's all we had was a historical reference, I wouldn't have brought this up. But many of the Democrats show evidence that they are very much Fabian socialists, very much so. Oh, yeah. And so what we're looking at here is, and also too, uh, <laughs> the owner of Twitter is it wants universal basic income too. But yes. universal basic income is you're putting nothing in and taking everything out. How long until we get something like a purge or uh, um, shall we say FEMA medical martial law camps where hey you're sniffling but come here and then no one ever hears from you again how long until we get genocide because that's the next step yeah it, it has occurred to me uh, I've written about this I know you've, you've seen some of that uh, some yes. of those articles that this is the plan there really isn't any plan to reopen the economy and get back to normal that's that's not the plan this is about locking everybody down indefinitely especially in places like California where Governor Newsom has said you'll be locked down until there's a vaccine and by the way, there'll probably never be a vaccine because this mRNA vaccine platform won't work and this virus mutates too quickly and the antibodies don't necessarily even confer immunity, by the way. So there's never going to be a, an effective vaccine, most likely. I mean, yeah, they'll have vaccines, but they just won't work. And uh, secondly, uh, people are just going to continue to be paid to, to not work. And by the way, you look at the unemployment figures today, I think over 33 million Americans are now out of work. but guess what a lot of those are people who quit their jobs to collect unemployment so the I'm not saying everybody is you know but a lot of them are and when when small businesses call their employees and say hey great news we're reopened come back to work we'll we'll continue your paychecks the employees are are saying no we're we don't want to do that we're making more money at home so the unemployment numbers that we're seeing which are at historic you know record highs of unemployment they are artificially high. It wouldn't really be that high, except for the fact that the government is paying people to not work. So this can become a death spiral, and I think that's the intention, very, very quickly. Sadly, Trump is being caught up in this, and he, he's trying to 
you know, help people with the bailouts temporarily, but then the Democrats are hijacking it and saying, no, let's make this forever. You see, that's what's happening. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, absolutely 100%. Um, but did you say that number? I haven't heard the latest numbers. So it must have just come out. Was it 33 million, you said? Yeah, 33 million. Okay, Total. so l yeah. let me translate this because a lot of people are fooled by the government's figures. They're basing uh, the unemployment rate based on jobless claims uh, over um, the in total employment for the country and that's 157 million but the problem is if you just work one hour a week they count you in that 157 million so I said well that's a bunch of crap you can't pay your bill so I went to the Department of Labor and I looked up and said okay in the last quarter how many full-time working Americans and by definition that's 30 hours or more per week were there in the economy and the answer was about 110 million so now if you look at 33 million uh, mm -hmm. out of work okay that's, that's a 30 percent unemployment that's yeah. over 30 percent which is eight <laughs> percent higher than at any time during the great depression yep yep this is way worse than the great depression but again some of it is deliberate because of the incentives i mean you, you know the old saying whatever the government incentivizes they will get more of so if they're incentivizing unemployment they will get more unemployment and that's exactly what's happening and by the way you probably also saw the recent survey that over 50% of small businesses in America believe they will be bankrupt in six months. Yes, absolutely. 52% was the exact number. I'm looking at it yes. right here. That's right. Yeah, you're exactly right, Mike. Um, and and the biggest employer in America is da -da -da -da. small business. Thank you. Yep. Uh, and so here's my problem with this. You have Donald Trump, who's a businessman. He came in and he kicked butt on the economy because he understood how the market forces worked. Where is Trump at? What's going on? Well, yeah, that that is the question. And if he doesn't change course, I'm I'm afraid he's going to be um, really just clobbered in in the election, even by an Alzheimer's patient named Joe Biden. I mean, the the what happens is you know, if you look throughout history, when there's an incumbent president running for re-election, when the economy is good, that president has an 80% chance of being reelected. When the economy is bad, that president has an 80% chance of not being reelected. This is what happened to George Bush Sr. in his first term, why he was a single-term president, because the economy went bad. It was just a minor recession. And then Bill Clinton came along, and of course, you know, Bill Clinton was charismatic, and the media gushed over him and covered up all the crimes of all the dead bodies in Arkansas and so on. So Bill Clinton won, and then the economy was good in his first term, so of course it was easy for him to win a second term and so on. Right now, you know, until this coronavirus came along, Trump had this election in the bag. He, he, he had a 95% chance, probably, of winning. Now with this virus, which you and I know was deliberately released, by the way, uh, his odds are, are plummeting. I mean, I currently put them at one in eight of, of winning. Now that may change dramatically, uh, perhaps, more favorably to Trump, depending on what he does. But if he doesn't take decisive action soon to uh, get America back to work and just allow small businesses to function, then you're going to end up in an economy like this. No middle class, Mexico-style mass impoverishment with a few big, powerful corporations, crony capitalism, government in bed with Amazon, government in bed with Google, you know, protecting the big, powerful corporations that drive the stock market while the rest of the economy is just gutted. 
and the middle class will be gone. That's what we're going to end up as if we don't turn this around. Mm -hmm. I, I, I totally agree. And um, the thing is, is, is even with this coronavirus fake numbers, we're going to shut you down more than you need. If Trump would have acted as a champion of the people, let's say starting this week, and said, okay, the numbers are in question, the test kits don't work, we don't even know what the false positive rate is, uh, what was it, Tanzania had 100% po uh, positive <laughs> results there, uh, cows and oranges yeah, and cauliflower, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. So, But if Trump would have come out and said, okay, Fauci, you're gone, you have conflicts of interest that interfere in your ability to do your job, same with you, Burks, and brought in independent people and said, okay, now we're going to have the data that we know meet the bringing back the economy and we're going to get a blended approach and we're going to get you going again and uh and, and do what trump knows how to do the people would have backed him even though the economy was declining i really believe that yes that's right i really believe that and i don't know that it's too late but mike if this goes on any longer there is no recovery that's exactly right we, we are we may be past the tipping point i'm not sure we're very very yeah. close to it one way or another but yes look i was an early advocate of halting domestic flights and, and having strong social distancing in early march but i also within 30 days i said that now we have enough knowledge to beat this thing we can reopen uh, rationally we can protect public health and you know you you've you've talked about my five-point plan before so i'm not going to go back into many the details, times but many, many times yeah there, there is a way to reopen the economy, get everybody back to work right now, and to minimize deaths and, and not have an exponential explosion again. But it involves nutrition as a key component. And by the way, there was research yesterday published in, uh, well, Science Daily covered it. It was in the MedRx IV. Vitamin D deficiency has now been very strongly statistically linked to the cytokine storm immune system overreaction that kills coronavirus patients. So you, you wonder why people are dying. Here we go, more solid scientific evidence that vitamin D deficiency is one of the key causes, which is what I've been saying this whole time. There's more research, I haven't even had a chance to cover it yet, that selenium, uh, uh, they, they tested hair samples for elements, including uh, nutritive elements such as selenium. High selenium levels in the hair which comes from your blood, which comes from your diet, of course, means lower mortality rates for patients all across the world. So right there, Dave, we know vitamin D and selenium can prevent deaths. And if you add in vitamin C and elderberry and, and zinc, then really, I, I think you crush this pandemic. You crush it yeah. and you can reopen. You know, it's interesting though, Mike, what are two of the things there you mentioned that are closed? The beaches, going outside, that's and right. also that would be vitamin D and That's then right. of course uh, the hair salons so I mean <laughs> it, it, I mean and I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek but I'm not saying a tongue-in-cheek in the beginning you just have to wonder if Newsom knows something yeah well you know it, it this virus does not spread easily outdoors it is possible but it really spreads indoors so to prevent people from going to the beach and getting some sunshine and some vitamin D is really insane it, 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 it's totally insane and also by the way people swimming in the ocean water ocean water has trace minerals in it that are absorbed through your skin so actually swimming in the ocean is good for you as well uh, the, the problem is we face nationwide nutritional deficiencies we're a nation that's addicted to pharmaceuticals people are on antidepressants high blood pressure drugs and so on and all the policies nationwide 
are dictated now by Big Pharma, including the White House, plus the censorship policies of Big Tech. If you mention vitamin C in relation to the coronavirus on Twitter, you are banned from Twitter. I mean, think about that. The tech giants have become anti-nutrition, which really means anti-human, because mm. human beings have to have nutrition to be healthy. We have the answers to all of this. That's the thing. We know the answers now. And yet, we are all censored because the globalists in charge are trying to depopulate the planet. This is a war against humanity. I, I wrote about uh, Bill Gates partially today. I certainly didn't get to the depth that I wanted. But let me tell you what I concluded. I started off writing one thing, and I ended up in a different place based on one of your writers. And um, I said, here's phase one, and it's starting to fall apart. People are actually stepping out and demanding freedom and return and treating all businesses the same and so forth. And I said, but here comes phase two. And on your site, uh, you're covering the fact that there's a more contagious virus, what I'm calling phase two, that'll come in and lock us down again. That's right. Yeah, no question about it. In fact, I was speaking last night with, I'm not going to, I really can't name him, but someone who's very well informed on uh, Russian uh, intelligence, um, and, and he has contacts linked to Putin. And according to his sources, Russia is already aware that there will be a second strain launched in October, and that this strain... Uh, will be designed to have a uh, very high kill rate in order to cause total economic disru disruption of the United States. In fact, Russia is convinced that the United States is on the verge of economic collapse right now, and they may not be wrong. But that, but they are convinced that that's the case, and and Putin actually has a plan to, uh, you know, a world domination plan. But America must fall first, and this is part of the of the way that they see of taking out America. And of course, Russia and China momentarily have common interests in getting rid of America, but Russia and China, uh, you know, each one wants world domination, and China, of course, has a much stronger economy than Russia by far. So, but, you know, look, we're, we're all in danger right now, because when America is weak is when China and Russia will strike. Russia and China, and I covered this several years ago, carved up Central and South America and it became so bad, so anti-American that when they had the meeting of American states, and I believe it's 35 of them, 33 attended and the two that weren't invited were the United States and Canada. And Russia and China have armed these states to the hilt. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And, and by the way, Dave, your, your research and reporting on this issue has just been e extraordinary for, for years. But I think, you know, I think before this virus came along, there were a lot of skeptics about your information about the um, the planned invasion of the United States and China's mm -hmm. plan to destroy America. But you know what? I think a lot of people are are waking up and realizing, you know, my goodness, Dave Hodges has been right all along, and these enemy nations really are launching war against us, and the biological weapon is just stage one. It's just stage one. And, and half the Obama administration was working for Russia, by the way. And you've covered that before, too. I mean, half of them were communists. Are communists. Are communists. You know, yes. the great work of Trevor Loudon, who produced that documentary, Enemies Within, about five years ago, he identified 80 
people in Congress, all Democrats, who were members of front groups for the American Communist Party or the world's largest terrorist organization, the Muslim Brotherhood. And that was confirmed in my conversations I had with former Congresswoman Cynthia McKinney and Alan West. Both served in Congress and said, Dave, that's exactly right. Yep. Yep. And, and, And look, just as Hillary Clinton and Robert Mueller were involved in Uranium One, to provide weapons-grade nuclear fuel to Iran through Russia processing and international money laundering, there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, we already have the the evidence that Obama sought to use taxpayer money through Dr. Fauci and the NIH to allow China to build a biological weapon that would be deployed against the United States. I mean, Obama provided weapons technology to many of America's enemies, China, and Iran and Russia. I mean, three of the biggest and most dangerous enemies in the world, and that's who Obama was working with and Joe Biden, you know, through Ukraine in some cases. Uh, You've covered this as well. I mean, you talk about traitorous activity, you know, crimes against America. What, What Obama and his regime did was, I mean, these people should be prosecuted and, and tried for treason. And, and I look at this and, and people will say to me things like, well, Dave, that's an interesting case you're building there and the facts seem to support it, but what could possibly be their motivation? And I sit, I step back and I say, okay, this is where data ends and you have to connect some dots. I think that they think that they're going to have a seat at the table for whatever regime replaces what we have now. Yeah. That's what I think they're aiming towards. Oh, there's no question. Yeah, I, th- I think Newsom's role is that... Uh, as long as he turns over California to the Chinese, then when China rules North America, that Newsom will be kept in place as a regional governor of some sort. I mean, that's the plan. Have you ever seen the show, The Man in the High Castle? Oh yeah, yeah, right. The, on Amazon, Amazon Prime? Yeah. And right. okay, substitute a few countries rather than Japan and Nazi Germany winning World War II because the Germans got nuclear weapons first. Um, it's Japan and Nazi Germany uh, that divide up. And then, you know, you get into all kinds of, um, oh, kind of pseudo-physics theories and stargates and so forth. But leaving that out of it, um, people should watch that, at least for the first half of season one, because it shows you what living in an occupied nation with that mentality will be like. That's that's true. Yeah, exactly. Um, China could seek to occupy the the West Coast, uh, absolutely, and, and... Russian troops are staged to activate some, as you've covered in detail, within the United States. And what, what's so infuriating about all of this is you and I and, and many others in independent media, we, we've seen this coming for a long time, and yet there's nothing done at the highest levels by the DOJ or seemingly from Trump, at least not that we're aware of. Nothing is done to root out these deep state traitors, these communists and, and, and swamp creatures. Now. General Flynn being cleared by the DOJ was a huge step in the right direction. That's huge. And it may be an indication that Barr is at least moving in in the right way. But my goodness, time is running out. I mean, Trump may not even be president after... Can I be really cynical here, Mike? Yeah. I think the Flynn victory, and I'm not committing to this, but I've wondered this. The Flynn victory with the dismissal of the DOJ charges could be no more than controlled opposition throwing the people a bone to keep fooling them possibly so yeah yeah 
because you know what Trump is nowhere to be found um, he could change this with a stroke of a pen and and yes. th then then you've got all the fraud involved to keep us locked down and and you said it very well we've gone from uh, lockdowns to prevent the spread the lockdowns until the virus uh, excuse me the vaccinations are ready and we have our governor here in I don't know if you follow what I've been doing here uh, in Arizona I've been covering businesses that defied Governor Ducey he sits on the board of TGen which is partnered with the Bill Gates people in making a vaccine unreal and he's dragging his feet yeah. so north of me about 25 miles is the small town of Wickenburg so I went up there Saturday and Sunday and I interviewed business owners who were opening against Ducey's orders. And you know, Mike, here's the really sad thing. Uh, the Horseshoe Cafe, 72 year old female owner. Uh, Trader Jay's, 71 year old female owner. With Lydia's uh, Mexican restaurant, I'm not sure what her age is, but I'm sure she's 60. Sorry, Lydia, if you're listening, I don't mean to insult you, you're beautiful, but uh, 60, I would say. And uh, in Bedouin's Bakery, uh, the this couple is in their mid to late 60s so you have one man four women that open where the hell are the men where's the backbone where's the testosterone where's the Y chromosome well as you know there's been a, a multi-year campaign to feminize men in America uh, both chemically through the hormone disruptors in, in food packaging for example but also culturally through programming you notice that all the action movies in the last five years only feature uh, female action figures who beat the crap out of much larger men and Navy SEALs and such you know it's uh, even Star Wars everything's got a, uh, nothing wrong with having women heroes I mean I appreciated Sigourney Weaver in Aliens too but it's just that now it's every movie has to be this small dainty woman and men are shown as weak pathetic stupid uh, creatures in all these films see so it's part of the, the destruction of the whole system but but look if you don't mind me changing course a little a little please, bit please do part of the the food collapse is being engineered so that by the time the american people wake up and decide to march in the streets they're going to be too weak to do so the starvation will have kicked in and you know i mean everybody who studied the history of war knows that a the starving masses can't rise up against the government so starvation is the plan and from starvation will come desperation but by the time the average person figures it out they'll already be too weak and that's the plan i just my silence means i get it i just don't want to get it yeah and and uh i thought for a while we we well let me just say this I've been calling for millions to get in the streets, defy all your closed down orders because it's unconstitutional to treat one business different than another. So open up, people will support you. And I also said that we need hundreds of class action lawsuits now. Yes. And, and, and I think if we had done this two weeks ago, Trump might've had the courage to jump back on board. Maybe. There's something happening there, Mike, that we're not seeing and I picked up on it. I wrote, I did a podcast uh, the day after the national emergency was declared, and I said, look at Trump's body language. It's horrendous. Three weeks ago, he's in Phoenix campaigning. He's animated. He's open. And now he, he sounds like Joe Biden when he speaks. He's bumbling yeah. and mumbling, and his body language is closed. And I gave examples. I said, has there been a coup? And I said that on March 14th. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, I believe that when Trump won in 2016, that's when the globalists decided that all of this was going to happen. That's when they decided that the populist uprising that was taking place around the world, you know, in Brazil, um, in France with the Yellow Jacket protests, in the United States with Trump being elected, in, in the UK with Brexit being approved and so on, that the globalists had realized that the citizens were going to outmaneuver them. The, the, the citizens were going to demand their freedom. I believe that's when they decided depopulation had to be uh, accelerated. And they, that's when you know Bill Gates started funding the simulations to find out how devastating a pandemic could be. And they ran those simulations. Obviously, they got the results they wanted. So, of course, uh, the virus gets released. But, yes, Trump has been, for the moment, uh, hijacked by uh, vaccines industry and, and big pharma. I mean, Trump is pushing Operation Warp Speed. And, and Operation Warp Speed, I'm sure your listeners know, is this, this push to get 300 million vaccines uh, made in the United States before the end of this calendar year. Now, Dave, I, I don't know how much you've ever studied uh, vaccine manufacturing. Uh, you cannot even build a manufacturing plant that can produce 300 million vaccines in anything less than, let's say, three or four years. So they had to start building those plants in 2016, or maybe 2017 at the latest. Th this plan has been in place for a long time, and if you start to see hundreds of millions of doses roll off the, the you know the the vaccine factory line, number one, they can't be safe because testing takes at least two years minimum. Some vaccines take five years. And there's no long-term testing of what it's going to do to people, obviously, since you know you can't you can't compress time. <laughs> you, you can't know the long-term side effects if you don't wait for the long term, right? So the the vaccine manufacturing was engineered years ago to prepare for this event. That's what people need to understand. There are so many confirming facts that this was planned long ago, including the NIH funding of the Wuhan uh, Virology Institute in China. This was all planned years ago, probably when Trump got elected. No, I, I don't doubt that. Um, I don't know if I ever told you about my FEMA friend that bugged out late 2012. Yeah, you did. Yeah, uh, and, but he told me we're four years away from basically seeing genocide against any populist uprisings. Now, he was a little premature in his prediction but he said, we have uh, bioweapons that the rest of the world does not know. And he was in counter-bioterrorism. And he bugged out for fear that he'd be viewed as a brown shirt. And he's in hiding along with other people who are like him. And I knew his daughter. Uh, and I knew his wife really well. And they both told me, he says, yeah, guys are stopping by. He hasn't talked to in 20 years. They're all early retiring. And he called what was coming. He was just a little premature in his prediction. And what you're saying is exactly right. And I'll give you two more examples. Event 201 was two on the money in advance of the Chinese outbreak for it to be a coincidence. And, and then number two, when you go to look at the articles on the World Economic Forum that were written and released just as the events were occurring in China, they uh -huh. had long-term projections. This is what's going to happen to the world economy. This is going to happen. And I'm thinking, how do they have time to even research this? The virus just got started. I raised that question in a podcast. So, uh -huh. Mike, th those are two more facts to add on to what you're saying. This is a designed bio-attack takedown of the United States. We are at war. 
And, and here's what I'm wondering, and, and I'm not violent, okay? Um, too old to fight, too fat to run. But I'm wondering when people are wake up, when do they start pursuing people like um, Bill Gates? When do they pursue the Nancy Pelosi's and say, you know, we may not have our country, but you're not going to have your life. I mean, I'm not projecting this, but I know human nature. I mean, are so, you are you foreseeing this at all? Actually, I don't, I don't I don't think the uprising will ever even make it that far. And here here here's why. Um, it's not just the forced starvation that I mentioned earlier, but as part of this takedown of humanity is a global financial reset. So they're going to loot every every dollar that every person has in a savings account or a pension or a 401k or what have you. I mean, anything you're holding in dollars, even in your bank account, will become worthless overnight. The dollar will be abandoned and there will be a total default on that fiat currency and other fiat currencies around the world will default probably simultaneously. There will be a new global reset, which basically means the central banks of the world are mass looting all value and productivity and savings from the people. And the only value you'll have left is physical gold and silver, uh, real estate that you own, you know, land. Or Will they let you keep your, your real head. estate? That's a question I would have. Well, uh, may, maybe not. And they might even outlaw gold and silver and turn you into a criminal for having it. I mean, that that's happened many times in the past. Mm -hmm. And by the way, in U.S. history, there's also been price controls and, and wage controls that have been initiated by previous presidents. So it could get very ugly. But the point is, they're going to make sure that the masses are, number one, penniless and starving and infected. Now, when those three things are hitting the masses at the same time, there is no uprising, especially when big tech is censoring all the voices that might try to lead an uprising. And then at the same time, don't forget that this biological weapon can morph to now select new receptor sites. So currently it's operating on the ACE2 receptor, but because it was engineered with multiple components of HIV and MERS and SARS, it can instantly morph into a secondary mutation that has a affinity for a second receptor configuration in, in your body. And that would eliminate, I mean, it would wipe out all immunity. It would nullify all existing immunity and we would be starting over with a new wave of new infections and all the people who already were infected are going to get reinfected. And this virus has that morphing capability built in. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like a, an improvised explosive device like a roadside IED that goes off and blows your Hummer to pieces. This is like driving down a road with multiple IEDs on both sides. It's like a, like a landmine parade that's going to blow up in your face at random times. Every time you think you're, you're still alive, you're going to get hit with another blast. That's what this virus is all about. Is this where the 90% reduction in population comes from? Well, I think only partially. I think the real population reduction comes from the global mandatory vaccines. I, I think part of the purpose of the virus is to drive people to accept and consent to the vaccines, which will be engineered to cause uh, mass fatalities and, and the real population wipeout. Because you see, what's, what's interesting is, you know, if you look at a virus, this virus has uh, 38 kilobytes of uh, biologically encoded information, you know, 38 base pairs of genetic, 38, I'm sorry, 38,000 base pairs of genetic material. So it's a, it's a small piece of code. 
uh, within the virus, so they can't put all the chemicals and things that they can put into vaccines because uh, uh, organic molecules are, are too large to be put in a virus as a payload. So the, the, the goal of the virus is just to create global acceptance for uh, economic devastation and vaccine mandates. So the virus is actually, it's, what's the right way to do this? Um, suppressing fire in military terms, you know, you have, <clears throat> you're attacking an enemy bunker, so you have suppressing fire. The point of the suppressing fire is not to kill the enemy, but to stop them from maneuvering, to lock them down in their bunker while you then approach and throw in, you know, grenades or whatever actually kills them. So the virus is the suppressing fire for humanity to lock people down and make them consent to the real kill shot that's the analysis hmm well uh, this is I'm, I'm thinking Mike to myself how crazy this must sound to someone who hasn't done the work that you and I have done and I know it sounds insane but I can find nothing in what you say is incorrect based on what I already know to be true yeah and there's a lot of people who are who are really rapidly coming up to speed all of a sudden, by the way, I mean, people who thought we would never be in this situation are starting to ask questions. And and that's why YouTube is banning videos. Anybody who, who disagrees with the WHO is banned because you can't even question the origins of the virus. Now you will be censored. Yeah. Like it didn't come from China. Like we somehow didn't know that in the beginning. I mean, this is crazy. Right. Right. Uh, right. I mean, the sun's coming up in the West. Um, so let me ask you this question. What with regard to the vaccines, what if people say, no and hell no, I'm not taking it? Well, my assessment is that they're not actually going to, they're not going to shoot people on sight. What they're going to do is make it so painful for you uh, in terms of your loss of access to society that if you don't take the vaccine, you won't be able to work. You won't be able to go out in public. You won't be able to attend um, a sports event or a movie theater or even go to a restaurant so you know it is going to be a mark of the beast tracking type of system and anyone who does not consent to the vaccine will basically have to live off grid they'll be ostracized from society you'll have to i mean you'll end up homeless and penniless that's that's the way they're going to work this you know the the china social credit scoring system if you don't take the vaccine you get minus one billion points on your credit score and you can never board an airplane again period so you're saying they'll confiscate your property from you for defiance well, I mean, uh, eventually you'll have no income and you can't pay property taxes. So at some point, yeah, they just come take your property because, as you know, you don't really own it. You're just renting it from the that's, government. That's true. That's because of property taxes. But, yeah. Mike, with regard to these uh, FEMA medical martial law camps that Celeste and I have been talking about, and, and I wrote my first article on this in October of 2014, and what I think is likely for resistors is they're going to send them to these camps like what we saw announced in Ventura County until they had to walk that back because of the public outrage. But yeah, uh, and I think you go into these camps and I've researched this under ESF number eight, uh, which is a document from HHS with the UN partnership. Uh, there are no medical agencies involved in these FEMA medical martial law camps. Uh, That's right. Not one. The closest is the Red Cross. They don't treat. They just transport supplies. So um, I think people are going to go into those camps and not come out. Yeah, yeah, they are they are death camps. Yep, and uh, they will selectively declare uh, people to be infected that they want to move to those death camps. And 
you know, the landscape of what people are going to see in this country will be more horrifying than Nazi Germany and the Third Reich. You know, that, that involves six million um, people, according to history, six million people murdered by the, uh, the Nazi regime. The goal of the globalists today is to exterminate six billion plus. So that's a thousand times larger than the Holocaust. And so, and it's global now because the governments of the world are all going broke if they can't find a way to get rid of enormous numbers of people who are collecting entitlements and benefits and so on. You got to understand this entire global system is unsustainable unless mass death is achieved by the globalists. This is the, really the theme behind the series, The Purge. You know, get rid of our undesirables, our people that contribute nothing, all of Fabian socialism, and yeah. then the economy's on solid ground. So you hear the sirens, and we just start mass killing. And uh, I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I'm saying they're going to make it happen for themselves. And I do think that resistors to the vaccine. And here's the other thing I'm thinking too: people are writing to me with the male bravado that's become very rare today and saying, I'm a Vietnam vet, by God, I'm an Iraqi vet, by God, and we're going to have our Viet Cong here in America. And at one time I thought that was true until I started reading what the drones can do. Mm, yeah. Well, think about this scenario, too. Um, bounty rewards to hunt down anti-vaxxers. So uh, a few years ago, uh, the president of the Philippines, Duterte, he, uh, he launched a, uh, a fascinating and horrifying idea of having bounties on uh, drug dealers. So he, he, he launched a nationwide program to say that there's amnesty for anybody who admits they were a drug dealer and turns in 10 to 12 of their friends who are drug dealers, right? But anybody who doesn't uh, admit to this and turn in their friends, you will be hunted down and, and bounties will be paid to basically government hired assassins. It was kind of like open source mass killing with a government reward. Uh, guess what? Guess what happened? Number one, everybody turned in their friends right away. And then secondly, there was a whole industry of people running around hunting and, and killing without any due process uh, those who were accused of being drug dealers. Now imagine that in the United States where they say, okay, there's a reward for a citizen's arrest or even a termination of, of an anti-vaxxer. You think that's impossible? No. This is the kind of thing they can do. So your own friends may turn on you. This is how they they twist society. They turn people against each other with government rewards. And when people are starving to death and they say, oh, you'll get you know 10,000 food credits for uh, arresting an anti-vaxxer, what do you think is going to happen? This is why we're seeing the Stasi snitch programs crop up in various states. Yep. That's right. Everything that you are seeing is intentional. Everything is a rollout that's been engineered. I had a guy about my age one time, and I was having lunch with him about five, six years ago, and he said, Dave, our dads lived the best years of this country. And he said, we're headed for pure you-know-what. Yeah. And um, I, I think you're right. Well, how do people resist? Is there going to be any resistance, or are we just going to all acquiesce and perish? Resistance starts with preparedness. So if you're not starving to death, you don't have to beg for a FEMA camp bailout where they will require you to turn in your firearms to get fed, by the way. So number one is, is have food, have firearms, have ammunition, and stay healthy, which relies on nutrition. You also have to have means of communication. 
and you know people like Bob Griswold who is really an expert in that area but you've got to master communication that uses uh, radio and encryption and things like that so this is about really surviving the collapse so that you can live to fight against the anti-human forces and and frankly all of us who who are on team humanity the, the accurate description of what this is now Dave is that we are part of the pro-human resistance against global tyranny and extermination that's really what this is that's what this all comes down to so anybody who had delusions that this was going to be over this pandemic would be just a little a little blip and the economy would have a v-shaped recovery everything's going to bounce back in two weeks uh, forget it you are never going to see the world you once knew you are going to be starving to death and begging for a can of beans in a FEMA camp because you held your savings in dollars, you didn't buy gold, you didn't have a firearm, you didn't prep, you're starving to death, the government took all your savings, the banks are on holiday, everything's wiped out, everything's frozen, real estate is cratered, equities have all cratered, the stock market's completely taken over by the Federal Reserve, the money's become worthless, and you are totally a, you are a slave in a basically a big pharma prison camp that's where the masses are going to find themselves in just a matter of a few months maybe a year at most yeah i'm kind of seeing the same time frame that you are here too um i i just i'm stunned at how complete this takeover has been and uh, i was a good little soldier in the beginning i said i'll go along with the government shutdown uh, for a while until I realize it's not no longer valid and doesn't serve a legitimate purpose. It didn't take me long to see through it. And um, but most people just didn't see it. And we've lost our economy. I mean, Mike, let's just say we threw off the shackles today and, and Trump survives assassination. He returns to leadership because I think they'll kill him if he starts to lead again. But let's say he returns and he's protected. Um, the economy is gone. Uh, your peacetime industries can't convert to wartime industries, so we can't sustain a military fight for very long. And if you're fighting a country the size of China, that's a disaster. Well, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, the, the the answer is, honestly, there has to be a, a mass peaceful uprising to dismantle all of the institutions that are enslaving humankind. So the Federal Reserve has to be taken down. Uh, uh, Google has to be taken down. Big tech has to be dismantled, you know, peacefully, but occupy and dismantle all the tech giants. We we have to restore honest money and free speech. Without that, we're we're lost. Uh, so this is no longer a question of trying to work within the corrupt system. You can't post videos on YouTube uh, demanding human freedom. YouTube will delete you. You must dismantle YouTube. You, uh, you, you, can't, you can never have your savings protected when your savings are in a fiat currency that is counterfeited by a, a cartel of globalists who run a private corporation known as the Federal Reserve. You have to dismantle the Federal Reserve. This is, this is a do or die moment. But th the problem, Dave, as you know, is probably not one in a thousand Americans understands half of what we just talked about. I know. In the article I wrote this morning, I went through... Uh... Um, communist core and uh, what was it no child left without a behind is what I called it um, <laughs> we have oh we have uh, we have gutted our education system let me give you an example okay and I'm gonna be the bragging dad for a second it's not me it's my son 
my son has he's in the third year in college and he hasn't had a b since the eighth grade and he had an experience in common core that was just unbelievable um we've all had the experience where we've come up with our own solutions to math problems and and done the proof and the teacher goes that's really creative that's very good and we get praised no, because he didn't come up with one of the three Obamanites Common Core solutions for math, and they limit everything to three. Um, he failed this assignment, and he was able to prove his work. I mean, <laughs> do you realize what a dumbass that teacher was? And I sure. told the teacher that too. I said, I said, man, where, where did you lose your common sense at? And he goes, well, this is what Common Core says. I said, what does Common end in? He goes, what? I said, Communist Core. We all have to do it the same way. And that comment was lost on them. See, this is what happened to our kids. They yeah. had creative thinking, the ability to reason and recognize things on a higher cognitive plane, and that's all been taken from them. So when you say one in a thousand, I think you're being generous. And <laughs> we have been stripped of the ability to think. And I'm not, I'm not saying this to be mean, or I'm not saying it to be, uh, you know, self-aggrandizing. But Mike, we're we're screwed. Our people can't comprehend what's going on. It's it's very bad. Even even the lawmakers have no understanding of the history of money, oh, for God. example. I've talked to them. You know, I, I've asked them about, I, I talked to one about banking regulations once, and I won't mention who it is because I like the person, but they're woefully uninformed. And I said, well, you know, if the banks fail, I lose my money, you lose your money. Oh, no, you don't. FDIC, I said 1.2% is what they have to pay people back in your in last place because of what they did in 2014 with the G20 conference. And I said, and the uh, credit swap derivatives crowd is first to get reimbursed. You'll never see your money. That's right. And, and they looked at me and they go, what? What? Where, yeah. Where'd you get this, Dave? I sent them an article and I never heard from them in, yeah. in terms of that article. And that's our lawmakers. No, it's it's really extraordinary. Uh, it, you know, getting voted in office is just a popularity contest. But these people are are completely ignorant of history. And uh, I I had a vice president of a of a bank ask me one day because I was in there uh, signing a CD application for uh, our our company just to just to put some cash away for a little bit. You know, for a rainy day and. The vice president said, hey, we, we have the staff here at the bank, and they're all um, wondering something, and we all know that you know some things about money, so we thought we would ask you the question. And I said, okay, sure, go ahead, ask me the question. The vice president of the bank said, and this was not a joke, um, does it does it pay more to have one CD for $100,000 that has a, a 2% rate or to have uh, 10 CDs for $10,000 each that have a 2% rate? So." same rate and they were asking me you know whether you should have one big cd or, or several smaller cds like would it pay more to have smaller amounts but it's all two percent you see and i said are, are you kidding me is this a joke i mean they said no we i'm like okay this is a problem because you run the bank and you don't know how interest works so <laughs> i started having conversations you know. with my uh you know uh team members about changing banks but they're all that way uh, well i know they, they all are that way and i don't care if you go to b of a or wells fargo or even a credit union and you're exactly right and it's kind of like the, even the people that work in the banks i mean do they pour the urine out of their left boot or their right boot i oh, mean crazy. they just are clueless well mike i know you're you're speaking um at the uh 
uh, virtual conference, video on demand conference coming up in lieu of uh, not being able to meet in Branson. Can you talk to people about that for about 30 seconds? Yeah, it's May, I think, 15th and 16th, and I, I have a, almost a three-hour presentation. It's all oh. about depopulation, and um, it is at gen6.com. That's G-E-N-S-I-X.com to get streaming uh, tickets. I'm not, I'm not compensated. I'm not promoting it for that reason. I just want to help you stay informed, but if you enjoyed this interview today, you'll have a wealth of information from that live streaming. Um, yeah, and I highly recommend that, gen6.com, and I'll have a link to it when I post it on the um, the website. By the way, I'm not running this through YouTube, and I'm not doing it out of fear. They don't deserve an interview of this quality. No. Uh, they don't. And, uh, no. in fact, i got to find a way to get it up on your site, and that's my own technological incompetence, but that's another story for another time. And also, too, you've got two great websites, naturalnews.com and newstarget.com. And uh, you're on – Mike, i, I got to tell you, I go there – multiple times a day to see what you and your people are coming up with because you're ahead of the curve and people need to understand you and I are not going to be functioning like this much longer yeah it's it's a miracle that we're still here uh, and we're determined to stay online as long as possible but eventually they'll just seize all the domain names oh yeah well they'll just shut us down yep. they'll, they'll, yep. they'll deny DNS access that's right that's yeah, coming and you're exactly right well Mike I want to thank you so much for uh, c coming on here and um and uh, giving us the uh, quote good news and um, uh, people I'm telling you if you're not prepped food water guns gold ammo medicine and tools uh, and natural medicine at that because uh, you can't stock up on prescriptions and I don't know that you want to so if you're not willing to do that well, okay enjoy your stay in the FEMA camp Mike thanks so much for joining us my friend it's always a pleasure to have you thank you Dave take care <laughs>